Welcome to Houndsy, the Steal Me Podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and with me in the, uh, the Steal Me Lounge tonight is Logan and Storino. Logan, what's good with you tonight? Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, having us on, and uh, it's, uh, I, I've always wanted to do a podcast, so I'm glad that uh, you got this together, and I get to uh, tell more people my bad sports takes, especially on uh, lower division soccer, so. Uh, definitely excited to to get started. Yeah, it's uh you know it's good as as a white guy out of college getting into your mid twenties. Uh, I think it's requisite that you end up on a podcast. Um, that's yeah, what I, I thought agree, as, I agree, in my yeah. mid thirties. I was like, well, <laughs> what's the one thing I haven't done that could be obnoxious for the world? And it was well, let's we could start a podcast. So so here we are. And then uh, Storino, how are you doing, buddy? Good man, very good. Just getting over. Uh covid so i got a little bit of a cough still so i apologize if i cough during the show but uh yeah like logan said happy you got this put together and happy to be on yeah i was doing the cough thing last week during there was a couple extended pauses i had where i was i was jumping for the mute button because also i got like coughing panic attacks uh so yeah i don't know if you guys have mute buttons where you're at but you might be ready to might be ready to jump on them and if uh you don't hear my fingers hovering yeah if uh if you don't hear me for like 25 seconds at a time it's because i'm uh I'm hacking up alone over here. So we are now a week into preseason for the Hounds here in 2020, and uh, it's been a quiet week on the, uh, for the most part, at least in terms of Hounds eccentric news. Hounds centric news, but the one thing that did come out the other day on Monday was that Ezra Armstrong, who was amongst the the nine players retained on their options uh, from 2021. He has been sold to the new St. Louis, uh, St. Louis two of the new MLS Next Pro, their Division Three league. And uh, we'll start with you, Logan. What's your initial thoughts on Ezra Armstrong uh, packing his bags and and heading west? It was interesting. I think just from a standpoint of, you don't see these type of deals in the USL very often, especially with the Hounds, right? You know, you you, you see the Hounds. The only transactions they do is, is you know signing guys to contracts really and then not picking up the contracts and signing more guys so i think the last time that they did anything this uh i don't know if i want to call this uh complicated was was, uh, francois right i think we ended up selling him to to ottawa um so i think that that's it's been a few years since they did something like that and obviously last year with alex to john and all that stuff but uh you know the statement or whatever the hound release says that we got money for him so uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, I didn't think he was going to be an integral piece to, to the Hounds' uh, game day sheet every week. And uh, any money they could get for him, um, I think at the end of the day, it was a, a good deal. And uh, obviously, you know, at this level of soccer, you don't want to uh, wish any ill on a guy. So uh, if this is what Ezra thought was the best for him, then, then I hope it, it works out for him. And uh, I hope it works out for both parties in the end. Yeah, the last the last uh, transaction we know of is Francois. That to me was a little bit different because the timing of that really came off to me like it was we're picking up his option with the explicit desire of flipping him uh, up to what was then Ottawa. Ottawa then became uh, the Miami, but it, yeah, it seemed like he was picked up for the explicit purposes of then flipping him. The timing of this almost came off more like. The intent was to hold on to him, and then either the the opportunity presented itself that he was that St. Louis was going to want him, or he uh, maybe Ezra kind of found out that he his role was maybe not as, as advanced with the Hounds this year as uh, he was hoping, and was looking for a for a better opportunity for him. So it looks a little bit different to me, at least on that aspect of the timing of it, because the the Francois was there was only like a week or two, if I remember correctly, between when the uh, the option was picked up to when the transaction happened. Uh, Steve, Stevie Starino, what um, what was your first thought when uh, when you saw that Ezra was uh, on his way out? I would say I wasn't too heartbroken about it. I mean, the guy thinks he has a better shot going to an MLS next team and getting a look at a bigger league possibility. More power to him, but I mean – in my opinion, he probably would have had a better shot of any kind of success staying with the Hounds, but if he didn't see it, I mean, he definitely was predominantly a bench player last year, so we didn't really get a chance to see much out of him. Who knows, you know, what his future holds, but 
best of luck to him and fuck him. Yeah, so what um do you think it made a big difference that it was he was going to MLS next pro? Again, if anyone's hasn't been following the the lower league soccer offseason, that this is the new uh major league soccer third division that you know, they're not saying it's a developmental league, but it's it's kinda like their their developmental league. Uh so most of the teams uh will most of the MLS teams will have their own two team, if not this year, then next year in that MLS Next Pro, and so a couple of those two teams that were in the USL last year are going to be gone, and the the few that are remaining, such as Loudon and 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 the Red Bulls, are going to be gone after this year. Uh, but do you think it makes a big difference that they sold him out of the league as opposed to, let's say, selling him to, I don't know, a Tulsa or something like that? I think you bring up a good point, and it's a it doubles into a, a second conversation about the what people in different roles think about this MLS Next Pro League, right? Because, you know, you, you say, you know, it's not branded as a developmental league, but it's very easy to see it that way. But then you see these guys ditching USL championship opportunities, um, trying to, to get on these second teams that hopefully get a shot with the big club. So uh, I think it's, uh, you know, interesting that, you know, to me it seems like maybe some of these younger guys are valuing these, I wouldn't say the team, the MLS two teams themselves as higher than USL championship teams, but maybe just the opportunity for growth that uh, is available if you go that route, maybe is a little bit higher than if you, you know, went with the USL championship side. And I think that that part's interesting to me um, is the number of guys from the USL championship that have signed on to these uh, two teams trying to kind of looking for a, a shot to get, you know, get up in that MLS. Yeah, I'd, I'd really like to know where the where the money's falling on this between a USL contract and a, a MLS D3 contract. If they're comparable, if they're different. It did come out that there was not going to be a salary cap, either a cap or a ceiling in in MLS D3. So in theory, they could be paying guys less. There's going to be a lot of guys on, a cap, uh, on academy contracts. The other part uh, that I thought was interesting, specifically about St. Louis, is that they don't their MLS team isn't starting until next year. So this... MLS D3 team is the St. Louis team this year. They're going to be in the Open Cup because they don't have an MLS team. And it's going to seem like if you're if you're a soccer fan in St. Louis, this is what you're, you're going to have this year. And I would expect they're going to have decent, decent attendance. And unlike playing for, I don't know, uh, you know, Miami, you know, Fort Lauderdale slash Miami 2, or some of these other two teams that that you know already have established MLS teams, there's going to be a bit of a of a proper uh, you know match experience in St. Louis this year. So does that become something that that makes it look more attractive to the players that you're not going to be playing in front of 300 people in a, in an empty stadium? Yeah, I, I agree with that point, and I think I, off the top of my head, I think that's only St. Louis is. is you know, for this year uh, in that situation. And obviously, you know, you saw a couple of years ago how great the fan base is there, with the, the St. Louisans and all, all that stuff. So, no, that's one thing I didn't think of um, is obviously, you know, going up next year, they're going to look to that two team to, to build a roster and then sign some guys from outside to, to build their first MLS roster. So, no, that's a good point. Um, maybe that's what Ezra kind of had in the back of his mind as well, you know, getting on the bottom floor. But I think you uh, had a really interesting point there that I didn't think of. Steve, what do you, your guess? First, first reaction guess: better attendance, St. Louis two, or the the Rochester Rhinos two point whatever the Western New York FC Platinum Edition, whatever they're being called. Better attendance. <laughs> I'm gonna go probably with St. Louis. I think St. Louis will have a better turnout. As much as Rochester wants a team back. I think just because, like what you guys said, I think the expectation for good soccer in St. Louis is going to be, you know, this is potentially what we're going to be seeing in the MLS next year. These players should show up. They're probably going to be, you know, fairly, you know, fairly good as far as development. And they're going to put on a show because they want to be on the, the first team. Rochester probably is going to have decent attendance and respectable attendance. But I, I think St. Louis is going to be, the, the of the two, is going to be the one that shows up. All right, last thing on Ezra Armstrong uh, for this week and possibly for the, the history of, of all things Riverhounds, his sell price. I think it was low. I'm going to put it at at $999. 
Higher or lower? <laughs> I, I mean, I would hope higher. I don't. I don't even What's know that I can. What's the prize even... if we win? Is it like a, like yeah. a new truck? Well, uh, no. The prize is if you if you find out what it is, then yeah, we can we can talk about compensation. But uh, tailgate zone coupon <laughs> for entrance or like for for some food out of a truck. I I don't know. I just have to plug tailgate zone somewhere here. So that oh was just yeah, my it's, opportunity. It's on the it's a, on the bingo card. All right, nine hundred ninety nine dollars <laughs> higher or lower. I think Storino said hopefully ten higher. grand. I'll say ten grand. Ten thousand? No, yeah, way. Would, not a chance. I would say tens of tens. Probably a solid no start, chance starting spot. I would hope for something like that, but it has to be over a grand. If it's not, I mean, that was just you know. What's the point I of doing miss- like all the paperwork and all that for yeah. nine hundred ninety nine dollars? Well, my thought yeah. was being if if he didn't want to be here and and they're looking to move him on, you 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 can't do back in the in the older USL days. There was a lot of Releasing a guy so he could just go sign somewhere else. And I think just for for a good public, you know, facing, hey, we did something standpoint, you can't do it anymore. So you, if you say undisclosed fee and you move them for, you know, 300 bucks, no one knows it's 300 bucks, but it comes off. It, it just it plays better to your to your supporters than to say uh, we released him so he can go sign somewhere else. Fair point. I'm still taking the over, but fair point. I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm always the way this played down. It just makes me feel like you know everyone just kind of did everyone else a solid here, and it wasn't wasn't the most sincere of uh, of transfers. But maybe that's just me. That's true. I mean, it is a bench player we're talking about. So I mean, what value does he have in a transfer? We it's hard to say. Watch him become like you know, a stud for that team, and then ends up playing with. <laughs> he's on St. Louis proper in 2023, and then you know, hey, that comes out. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to pull pull any scabs, but Alex DeJohn like starts. I think he's a starting center back for Atlanta United right now. So. Yeah, and Seeing again, weirder things happen. We and we let him. We basically by we, I mean Bob, just let him let him walk, trying to do the right thing, and and got some blowback for it. So. Again, may support the idea that you have to you have to sell them for something just to keep people happy, which I'm fine with. So with uh, Ezra uh, make his way to uh, to St. Louis, we are now sitting at a, a roster of 14 people: six defenders, three midfielders, five forwards slash winners, zero goalkeepers. How are you guys feeling about the roster right now? Uh, starting starting the first day of the. Now the middle of the second week of uh, of preseason, Steve. I I mean I, I our forwards are top notch. I mean, not knowing too too much about any of the other teams in the league, I would say we got to be we're, we're we definitely got to be looked at as one of the powerhouses in the league just strictly from what are, what we're putting out there in the forward position. I mean midfield's pretty respectable. Most of the core's back. Defense, it seems like we've always been lacking something just since we've lost Joe Greenspan, and I think everybody says that. But, I mean, if we could shore up a few things on defense, uh, we got to be the, you know, the scary team in the East for sure, at least in the conversation of the top two or three. You could put you could put me in that. Bob will make it work. I mean, that was a random joke. We could put the most, most athletic person in the Stew Army in net, and Bob would find a way to win. Are you claiming to be the most athletic person in the Stew Army? I mean, me and Tony did play adult league together, and Tony definitely scored more goals. But someone had to feed him the ball. Cool. But who was blocking so shots? Takes tonight. <laughs> but who, who has who has better hands? Good, fair point. Fair point. I don't know. I, I, don't, know. Scored on us. I don't think anybody really made a made a, a splash at goalie at Steel Army SC. We got beat pretty bad every game. Yeah, yeah. We never really had a respectable game or or. Uh, <laughs> goal count but yeah no nah, i mean you know and i i really and bob we trust he's yet to prove us wrong i mean as far as his roster i i don't have any fear in him finding a keeper more than likely probably someone fresh out of college or an mls leftover either way the guy's gonna work so ignoring ignoring the keeper situation for now because obviously you need someone back there and they currently have none of them signed where where's the next area that this they need to 
bulk up? Is it we're assuming not the forward? So we looking more at, at at somewhere on the back line, or obviously only three midfielders signed, but with you know six forwards, you could you're probably looking to drop someone a little bit a little bit deeper back in there, uh, potentially. Mike, I feel like Alex Dixon might fall back into become more of a of an attacking midfielder more than just an out and out uh, guy up top. But where else do, does this team need to bolster itself now in the next couple of weeks? Midfield, you know, you said the only places to talk about are midfield and defense, and Serena already hit on it. The defense, you know, 2019 with Joe back there, defender of the year. Uh, even, even that defense, they've always missed like one key piece, and they're, they're, they're one, you know, Achilles heel has always been that defense and letting guys get in behind them and, you know, giving up soft goals, letting balls bounce over your head, stuff like that. So I think they need just such a, a strong center back presence um, that can really, you know, anchor that, that defense. And uh, that's, you know, just where they have struggled in past years. And, you know, Bob are, you know, he only plays three midfielders, right? So in that, you know, the five, three, two, five, three, one, one, whatever you want to call it, um, or three, two, if you want to, you know, call those wing backs, you know, their own line, but uh, in, and with Kenny, he plays every game. Danny Griffin plays every game. So, uh, maybe one more midfielder to rotate, but I'd say that's already really, really covered with uh, how how little he rotates his midfielders. Um, so I would just say the defense. Um, I'd be good with you know one, two, three more signings just for depth. Um, I know that's what they did last year. They kind of had a few guys, and then uh, you know Shane Wheat got signed, and uh, that Jalen Robinson got picked up. So that seems to be Bob's uh, mo is uh, having a, kind of a, a few just pillars on defense, and then some guys to to uh, sub in and out around them. Do you think that the Riverhounds starting back line is currently signed to this, to the, to, to the club right now? Do they have their starting back line right now? Like today? That, that kid they signed from Trinidad, he's a defender, right? We, uh, uh, Jesse, Jesse Williams. Williams. Yes. He's a yes. defender. According to, Sheets' master or shoes' master uh, spreadsheet. He is a defender. So you have him, and then you have Jelani Peters and Mikael Williams, and you have Shane, and then is there anybody else that would be Danny Rivera, and then anybody else I'm missing? That uh, would be Robbie, back. You actually did a really good job. The only one there is is the new uh, the guy from Loud and Robbie Drambot, um, the coach's kid from Duquesne. Duquesne, yeah. I mean, so another big guy, another you know, tall, big like. Definitely a, a, another six nice two body, yeah, something something like that. Getting some yeah. getting some height I mean, back there. The ironic thing too is the conversation we're having is we need to strengthen our D. And right now, according to Shoes' list, we have six defenders and only f- three midfielders listed. Who's the third midfielder? I can't think of. King Kenny. We have Griffin, Griffin and, and then the, the newly signed Angelo Kelly Rosales from uh, the Charleston Battery. Thank you, because I was a mouthful. I wasn't going to attempt that. I totally, totally forgot about him. But yeah, he was a a great great signing as well. He's one of those guys that just he's he's a classic Bob Lilly signing that kind of sneaks under everybody and then has a great season. Um, And and I know going back and watching those two games in September last year, uh, where Charleston came up, um, he absolutely carved the house to pieces. Um, So I'm very excited to watch him play and. You know, obviously, you have your three midfielders there, so depth. You know, beef up that. You know, a couple of midfield signings to, to have some depth there. But uh, yeah, that that was actually a, a pleasant ending to today. I totally forgot he was a Riverhound, so that's uh, that that makes me happy. It's like they resigned. It's like they signed them all over again now. If you forgot about it, and it comes back. I know, right? I know exactly. We there's attention. There's, there's a new sign today for the Hounds. It's uh, <laughs> Kelly Rosales. It's awesome. My huge, world, yeah, huge exactly. pickup. One week into the season. <laughs> I feel like there was no hype, and that's funny, right? And I think that, you know, the you know the Steel Army, for those who don't know, which I'm not sure if there's anybody that's done with this podcast that does not know, we have the Discord, which is just a giant group message. And whenever somebody gets signed, you know, they have to – the hype is, is really tempered based off of things that, like, wouldn't normally, like, fans of bigger sports clubs would really worry about, right? Like, if you're a fan of the Yankees, like, and you sign – you know, Mike Trout or something like that. Like everybody goes nuts and everybody's a household name, but there are really no 
household names to the, you know, casual USL fan, right? To come into a couple of Hounds games. So to, to get, you know, a sign that makes a splash. So, you know, when Rosales got signed, I don't think anybody really, really said anything in the discord, right? It kind of just flew, flew under the radar. I think that's why it kind of slipped my mind, you know, me included. So, uh, yeah, very excited, excited about him. Well, he unfortunately came after the Dan Kelly signing, which was on USL terms, a big signing and the club spent a week piping it up. So when you get the, Hey, we have a new sign in an hour and it becomes, uh, Kelly Rosales, then yeah, you're, you're second, sadly second fiddle to the guy who got like a week of buildup. That's a good problem to have at the club, right? You know, when, when you're signing guys that most clubs would hype for a week as your backup, but you know, as your year. Oh, we also signed this guy, by the way. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good, uh, segue to the Dane Kelly, uh, you know, news, you know, um, that one I was pretty excited about. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I was pretty pumped and I was, I remember coming about an hour or two late to the, the party whenever I put the Jamaican 99 great Dane stuff together in my head. I didn't read any of the messages in the discord and I was like, we're getting Dane Kelly. Uh, and then just like trolled up and everybody had already talked about it. So <laughs> I was a little late to the party. Uh, I'm still pretty excited. Um, you know, we touched on it earlier, uh, you know, how good that, that forward group is going to be. But uh, that's one one signing that I just am, am really, really excited to see. And, uh, you know, I know you talked earlier about the article from Pittsburgh Soccer Now coming out that Kenny actually helped recruit him. Um, you know, it's a, Pittsburgh's an easy selling point. You know, it's the success that they have and the success they're always kind of projected to have. So. Uh, that's another one that I'm I'm excited about. Yeah, this forward core, this group, it's uh, there's going to be someone who's really really good who's not going to get a ton of minutes, and that's a weird thing to think of. Coming one from the Hounds and two from from a Lily side, that he's going to have a, a really good offensive player who's just it, he's going to be struggling to find minutes for the guy, and it's going to be weird. That was that was it, that's kind of funny because last year. There was points, you know, in the first couple of months of the season, they struggled to put the ball in the net, right? So they got a lot of chances. Cicerone and Dixon were kind of still getting their feet under them in that system, and they, they really struggled to put balls in the net for stretches uh, throughout the season. So it almost seems like Bob kind of took that energy and was like, you know, F it, I'm signing, you know, USL career, <laughs> USL leading scorer. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll bring Dickwa back and we're going to have this, you know, this absolute powerhouse core and, and we're going to, you know, just absolutely pepper the net in 2022. So uh, very excited. That could end up being a lot of fun if the Hounds are tied, possibly chasing a goal late. And then uh, without knowing obviously what the rotation is going to be or how this depth chart is going to play out or even the formation he chooses to play in. Now there's going to be a, a bunch of offensive weapons at as disposable, but I, I mean, just imagine, I don't know, sixtieth minute, you're chasing the goal, or you're tied, and you, you think you, you got a winner on this at home, and you're bringing on like a Cicerone just to go crazy for for a half hour or something like that. That could be a lot of fun uh, to watch happen. That's dangerous. You, likewise, you got a bunch of tired boys, and you get. You get Al Dequa out there just to be just to be a, a big dude to bust inside the box to be a, a target man type thing. There, that could be a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun, and hopefully it is a lot of fun. Except the part where we're chasing a goal because I don't want to be chasing goals. <laughs> so yeah, Alex. I mean, there was a couple things that came out of that article that was today. Uh, today being Wednesday uh, from Pittsburgh Soccer Now, Krasinski had a, a look like kind of a, a wide-ranging interview with uh, with Bob. And uh, one of the other things that came out of that was that the Hounds did offer uh, Danny Vidiello, uh, last year's starting goal goaltender uh, or goalkeeper, a, a contract uh, for this year, assumingly at least a, you know, and may another year year plus an option. Don't know exactly what it was, but there was an. Uh, there was an, a contract offered to Danny, and he chose to go to uh, Sacramento, went across the country. What uh, anything kind of, uh, feeling hard done there at all, Steve? 
Uh, I mean, without knowing the money, I mean, it's hard to say 100%. She went for, you know, more money. We know how Bob is with money. He kind of turns and burns keepers. I'd have to imagine we tried probably a low ball offer and he found better money elsewhere. I don't know that you blame the guy for leaving without knowing the situation, but I'd be willing to bet that's probably the angle we played. So, Logan, you're, are you comfortable that there's nothing that we did, we as the Sioux Army did, to, to make make Danny not want to come back for another year? We didn't offend him in I some way? I would, I would, like, lose sleep. Dan, he was the most passionate guy, you know, I don't want to say the most. One of the most passionate guys, you know, every time after the win, the We Love You, he turned around and did, like, the air drums. And he was he was just such a energetic guy. He fed off of our energy, so... I would be incredibly depressed if he comes out and says that it was something the Steel Army did. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I will very much miss Danny. Um, was a, 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 such a fun guy to have, uh, you know, having that. And, and really, you know, uh, we, you know, we spend a lot of money on this club and we spend a lot of time on this club. And to most, you know, sometimes it, it goes by the wayside and whatnot. But when you have guys on the team that have the ability to be like, wow, we're not out here without them. Um, you feel so appreciated and it makes everything, you know, it makes taking Greyhound buses to games and, and stuff like that worth it. And Danny was one of those guys that when you, you saw his energy out there uh, and how he fed off the steel army and the drums and the smoke and the flags, uh, you know, you were like, wow, you know, he, he's, you know, fun to watch and, and I'm glad that he represents this club. And see, totally agree with you. And there's some, there's going to be some young guy, some tr- who's assuming a trialist right now with the Hounds. He's most likely fresh out of college, and this is what he gets to look forward to coming up here for 17 times a year. Uh, is all that, and good luck to you. And I've always wondered, rookie that, right? guy. I've always wondered. I, I've always wondered when we sign guys, right? Because there's so much turnover in, in the USL, and guys end up, you know, journeymen end up playing five, six teams before it's all said and done. Do you think there's talk between these guys of, like, better supporters groups, right? Like, do you think, like, you know, if anybody gets, you know, if, if somebody from Charlotte goes to Pittsburgh, like, Hugh Roberts gets on the lot and he's like, hey, man, like, the Steel Army's awesome, like, enjoy it. Like, I, I know that's my fantasy, right? Like, I know that probably doesn't happen. But, like, what are, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think the players, like, when they leave or when they come in, they're like, yeah, I've heard the Steel Army's pretty nuts. Like, I'm pretty excited for that. I have to imagine there's at least some conversation about it. Yeah, I don't think like it's, you said there. Get. I, I was gonna say I, I don't think it's it's topic one that comes up. I'm sure there's facilities and and the coaching staff and all those type of things. But I'm, I'm sure in terms of it comes somewhere down the list of things to, to to bring up or to consider. I'm sure it's on there at some point. I mean, yeah, if someone's sure. considering going to again, they're the new guys in towns. So we'll say. It. If you're considering going to Detroit, uh, how's that not going to be a part of the conversation? I mean, yeah, they, I absolutely agree. They're definitely talking about like, I mean, you know, you go, you see the Steel Army guys take their shirts off, they turn around and see Seth without a shirt on. That puts a smile on a player's face easily. Are they That's specifically talking about, about Seth without a shirt? Like specifically, specifically Seth without a shirt on? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I put the smile on my face, so I don't know how yep. I put a smile on me. Face, there's some, there's some guy. He's there. He's got like competing offers against the hound between Pittsburgh and and Charleston, and you know, here's from a former former Pittsburgh guy. That, yeah, but there's a guy Seth, and he's always taking his shirt off, and that's you're going what down your side like late in the game. It's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know, I'm, Bob, I'm signed for. Bob's recruiting is actually just a folder. And you open it up, and it's the picture after we beat Indy in 2019, where Seth and I are shirtless hanging off of Joe Greenspan, and he like is like trying to smile, but he's like so disgusted by the two of us. He's just like standing there smiling. That's actually you guys are sweatier than me, and I just got played done playing 90 minutes. <laughs> Bob's like, can you picture yourself in this scenario? Because we can. <laughs> he photoshopped the guy's face on a jersey. <laughs> it's like it's like really bad college recruiting, just in the worst way possible. <laughs> oh, that's sorry, Seth. Didn't mean to bring your name up tonight, but here we are talking about you without your shirt on. Oh, he would love it. Uh, he he I, he's gonna love it. Yeah, It'd be the first comment we get about this show. 
So the now that we're a week and a half into it, we're now it's time for actual preseason. I don't know if you want to call them friendlies, if you want to call them exhibitions, if you want to call them scrimmages, if you want to call them fancy practice, whatever. But there's uh, originally supposed to be two of them this weekend, but it's now down to one. That was breaking news uh, a couple hours before we start recording that the the Hounds and and Westchester uh, friendly scrimmage, whatever you want to call it. That was supposed to be Saturday at 3 o'clock is now off. Apparently Westchester is having some some injury concerns, so they're not able to field a side for this weekend. With that said, the, the originally scheduled uh, Hounds-Villanova scrimmage at 11 a.m., that is still on. So if you can get down to Highmark Stadium for 11 a.m. Uh, we were all talking before we hit the record button. I think all three of us were kind of looking at getting it down there for 3 o'clock. With that not happening now, I think it sounds like we we're all going to be unable to make it to 11 a.m. So we're going to, we're going to miss that first one. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately it is. It's Valentine's day for uh, the Rocky household. when we celebrate on Saturday. So I'll be eating steak at Fago to Chow, uh, a close second to watching the beloved. Um, but I think I will be able to, uh, I think I'll be able to manage. Uh, I think I'll be able to miss this one. Steve, is, yeah, are you missing for Valentine's, yeah, Valentine's reasons as well? pretty much the same thing i might be able to try to swing the uh the 11 o'clock game but i was going into the week planning on just making the three o'clock game so now that that's not happening that doesn't necessarily change or ruin plans but uh might have to just rearrange some plans to try to make it happen i would love to go down there but uh we'll see what happens i don't see what what isn't romantic about going up to the balcony above the one goal getting a, a pounder of bud light or whatever and then and watching a a hound scrimmage with a bunch of guys who who probably won't be on the team in three weeks. I, that's if that's not ro- romanticism, I don't know what it is. And and I have the same same viewpoint. Unfortunately, like every girl other has the complete like opposite viewpoint. So uh, <laughs> if I want to stay in my happy relationship, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, uh, dining with the lovely Kay Cortez that, that that morning. Yeah. Okay. So so <laughs> it's a Valentine's Day, Day thing, but so, but you. You could make the three, but not the eleven. Is this like a Valentine's brunch? Is that the deal? It is. It is. Uh, we did it last year, so uh, we both don't like people. Uh, it's pretty obvious if you ever met me. Um, <laughs> so I try to, to stay away from like big social gatherings, as someone's gonna like post a picture with me like, with my shirt off in the field. I mean, That's the first thing um, I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, me sober, I should say, does not like social gatherings. So uh, it, it, we did it last year. That's the new. That's the Valentine's Day efficiency play, brunch. It is. It, it is. It, 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 you know, it's like we talked about. Like uh, my uh, my away days is all about efficiency. It's the same with with Valentine's Day. So, <laughs> I feel like you you get to maximize the 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 amount of meat brought to you whenever there's less people at Fago to Chow. I, I I I'll have to get the some note like the pointers off you or, or get the gear notes in case I have to. Come up with a, a certain plan anytime in the future, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll get on through that. So we're all I'll, going to I'll miss have the a Valentine's um, Day in seventeen minutes. Yeah, we're on we're on <laughs> on Valentine's Day chat now. Um, <laughs> so, and since we're not going to be at the eleven o'clock Villanova scrimmage, if you were, what would you want to see in that game? Uh, now that's only one. What, what what would you be looking for? I mean, I used to go to every game, every preseason game, um, pre-pandemic from, you know, when I started the Hounds fandom to, to the pre-pandemic and everything getting messed up. And uh, I used to always pick certain trialists that I thought would perform decently well, you know, and, and we're, we're good. And uh, I would love to pick Bob's brand about this, but I would always pick a, a trialist and literally the Monday comes and like they're the first name on the cut list. So I think it's interesting how Bob thinks. And then that works the opposite way where I see a guy that, that I, I would think is struggling. And then, you know, it comes Monday and it's like, you know, how Twitter, like three o'clock can't come soon enough, you know, and they're going to have to do signing. So uh, 
not that that it's news news to anybody that you know my soccer IQ is is very minimal, but um, I think that's the interesting part is being able to watch guys progress through camp. Um, there's nothing strategy wise I watch for the score doesn't matter. Obviously, you know Bob could care less about that. You know he just wants to see certain guys in certain situations. Um, I think the, the the big thing is always seeing the new guys, right? They come in, um, and you kind of have to like look at their picture, you know, and they don't give you the roster. And it's like, I think that's him. Um, and Bob, you know, probably was planning on, you know, splitting them half and half for the, the two scrimmages. And now probably just will have the, the, the one half of guys, you know, sit out and wait for the next game. Um, he's probably, I don't think you'll see everybody under a contract on Saturday. Um, so that's all it was, was my big thing was just, you know, if a, if a Dane Kelly makes an appearance or, or something like that. Um, just seeing those guys in the black and gold is always exciting for me. Yeah, Steve. So, is there anything other than than what Logan had? There any, any thoughts on on specifically this year that you'd be looking for, or, or being on on you know on goalie watch or something like that? What uh, where would your eyes be? I would say pretty much what Logan said, piggybacking off of that. I mean, he covered all the bases. I, I definitely would. I mean, in my mind, if we had the two games, it would be nice to see you know, a keeper in that for a solid stretch of the whole game. And then the next game, a new keeper for the solid stretch, just to get an idea of what Bob's looking at, as opposed to maybe some rotation, who knows how many he even has in camp. He could have two guys, four guys right now, but uh, at least see that, you know, maybe he has some, you know, faith in at least one guy that he'll let him play a full game. But uh, I mean, other than that, I would say Logan pretty much, Nailed it on the head. I mean, to me, it you think they'd have to with the keepers they have in camp, and there was we know there was four there last week. We don't know if any got dropped or added, so uh, we'll let's we'll just go with four. There's still four, but that could be wrong. You got to think at least it's going to be two guys, each guy getting a half, right? Maybe even thirty That's minutes, like 30, 30, 30. That's, uh, I've never seen. I've never seen that in a preseason game from Bob, but m- most of them I can remember from 2019 was, was he, he did the half and half. And uh, at that point though, 2019, I think Morton was under contract. So yeah. They've always had a guy Martin. signed by now. So without having a guy signed, yeah. if, if you're down yeah, to a couple guys, you'll like. Them, but, but you also come to the thing, you know, I, God, I really hope there's no Villanova soccer fans on this podcast, but how much pressure can Villanova really put on you? You know, the, a couple of those teams, you know, Louisville, I, I feel like there's one more that, that has a decent uh, rapport. But the rest of them, I don't think are going to put uh, a decent enough attack on you to where you're going to be able to be like, oh, he faced like six, seven shots and, and held held his own. Um, you know, if you only play a half, you may not even see a shot, you know, so but I think. Does Bob uh, even care about the shot stopping? I mean, it, uh, yeah, I'm. If you give up a, a, you know, if you, you make a mess of something, I don't think Bob's going to really care. I think it's more practice, right? Uh, you know what he sees out of you in practice long term. But it all comes back to, you know, as Serena said, you know, he can make a ninth grader into a, into a golden glover. It, it's just how much time do you think he really spends on keepers, right? Because if you're – I'm a firm believer if you're a keeper at that level, right, where you're getting tryouts with USL championship squads, I would say you're almost interchangeable, right? You know, you, you know how to to mind the net, and uh, you can really you really stop in and, and and you know be plugged into the lineup and and be fine. So especially in, in Bob's defense and that lily ball that he plays. So uh, it will be interesting to see how he breaks down the keepers. I think that that stems from how many he does have in camp. You know, once I'm sure there'll be one person from the Steel Army there on Saturday at, at 11 that will report back, um, and we can talk about it, but. Yeah, I think going into Saturday, maybe the biggest thing is to see the the number of keepers and how they're split up. The other thing, and this is this was a conversation that we've been having on on Discord the past couple of days. By the way, we'll we'll uh, requisite podcast announcement. We'll we'll put a link to the Discord in the show notes, so you can also join the Discord and join the conversation. Um, but the thing that we've been discussing is that Hounds have not put out the who's in camp roster this year like they've done the past few years uh and that's kind of taken away a bit of, a, of our fun thing to do on monday where you, you get that list of who's in camp who are the trialists in camp and tonight all of a sudden we're we're scouring down you know college bios and uh you know third tier 
European rosters to get bios on these guys and look up whatever stats we can find. And we haven't been able to do that this year. And that's taken away a decent amount of our off-season or preseason fun is, is searching down these trial lists. What the... Um, I, if Bob was here, I'd want to know why why are we not getting the list this year? You're taking away a lot of our fun. I wonder if, if that's something CB, I don't know if it's a CBA or whatever, just was signed in, in the last year um, with the Players Association. I guess it was just the formation of the Players Association. Um, did, you know, should they have a CBA? Is that what was signed last year? Yeah, the CBA was signed in this past offseason. It's going to be the first year with the CBA, so there's going to be you know salary uh, minimums and things like that. I can't imagine I that, that would cover something, something like this. CBA, but you, MLS has always been like that. Like MLS, like they can't, they aren't allowed to like live stream it. They aren't allowed to say anybody's trialist name that's not signed. They're all trialist one, two, three. They've oh, I agree with that. The best with that information. So I agree with that. It was like the one thing that stopped that. Is is weird. It feels like there has to be some change that kind of, uh, you know, pushed pushed this forward. So you know, they used to give you know, like you said, full team sheets of who got cut, who who's still at the team. Uh, they would hype guys up. I remember the one dude. A couple of years ago, the one trial was played or got a tryout or played for like Villarreal or something like that. And I remember them like hyping that up. And, and you know, they were even the Twitter would tweet out like the exact guys in the 11 for the preseason games. But yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of red tape this year, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll be curious yeah. when Saturday comes if we get, you know, you get that starting lineup and it's, you know, it's. It's people who are signed plus, you know, trialist A, trialist B, trialist C, or something like that. We don't, we actually never get names for those guys we're watching, uh, watching on Saturday. Steve, you're it's about funny to say that too. Yeah, because I mean, going off of what you guys are saying, not only are they not releasing that list, but I mean, if you really think about it, one of the fun games we like to play in the off season too is guess the logo on the shorts, and uh, I mean, we only got to really do that once, if I remember correctly, and that was. Uh, I don't know, probably a good two, three weeks ago that we were doing that. And I think we kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together for, I forget his name, but it was a keeper out of Nashville. Um, yes, it was. We it, saw the logo on his shorts, but I can't remember the guy's name now. And that's the blonde, really hair, the blonde hair guy, right? Yeah, blonde or, yeah, like a buzz cut type. Something yeah, but like he, had, that, he was but wearing yeah. the Nashville shorts and that, that yeah, it was a guy. That I was the only guy else. we were able to really key in on. And generally at this point, we at least got, you know, three or four people that we're looking at and going, hey, is that a Rochester Rhino logo on that guy's shorts? And sure enough, Festy or somebody can hunt down the lookalike and that guy gets signed to the team a couple of days later and we guessed it in Discord, you know, ahead of time. They've been they've been off the socials with a lot of pictures of the, the trialists, it seems. And I've been looking at a lot of these pictures. And, and well, once you're in the, the camp, like at the trial, they, they're all wearing shorts of, you know, wherever they came from. But once they're in the camp, they're all wearing hound stuff. So it's hard to tell yeah. from there unless you get a, a good face shot that uh, you can, you know, start to, hey, that guy's not signed. Who's that? And, and hopefully have a chance of figuring out. Uh, like even the one picture, they, they, uh, they had a like a group stretching photo, but all the keepers, you know, all these trialless keepers, like their back was to the camera, so you could even get a, get an idea of who it might be. Um, yeah, they're doing that tactically. They're yeah, keeping us Hound, on their toes. If Hound Social's listening, just you don't have to give us names. We, I mean, give us names if you want to, but at least give us like a little bit of yeah, give us puzzle us a pieces. Bit. Give us something to work yeah. on because it's it's the boring time of the season. Company now. sponsors them or something. Let, give us something to go by. Yeah, give us give us hints that we're. You know, give us clues that we can try to piece together who's who's there, who's not there. I wonder if these guys ever find out, like, you know, when they get signed, how, like, crazy we are about this soccer club, right? Yeah, oh, there are so many boy. player burners in Discord. There gotta be. I, you, you, you would have to think, right? But, you know, just guys like, you know, these poor, like, 21-year-olds who signed their first professional contract. Meanwhile, like, they have no idea that there was three hours back and forth between all these people trying to figure out that he wore some rare Norwegian kit manufacturer pair of socks and those were only given out to three teams and, you know, the Icelandic top flight last year, you know, yeah, just seeing how much time we spend out of our days when we're supposed to be doing, you know, actual work uh, to actually figure that stuff out. I always wonder, you know, I enjoy doing it, you know, I'm nerdy. And I, I do too. I love it. Getting to the final answer is fun. Um, but yeah, it's it, like you said, so, you know, it is one of our favorite games to play. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, Hound Social, more pictures. You just give us something to do because it's a boring time of year. <sighs> yeah, so I, 
not I mean that sadly that that feels like that's that's really been the the week that has been so far for the Hounds. We're we're waiting on second round uh, open cup pairings to find out who the Hounds will be facing or potentially facing, and if it's going to be home or away. I was really hoping we'd have that before before we recorded, but no can do. Um, yeah, kind of a a, a news hungry week in the in the land of Hounds. Sadly. Um, with that said, I guess we can move on to. Uh, the unofficial named uh, Steel Army news segment. Uh, last week we talked a little bit about the AGM. Uh, we thought it was probably going to be scheduled for the 26th. I'd say we're still not official official, but put it down in your in your calendars. Uh, February 26th, Highmark Stadium before the, and I want to say that's Louisville that they're playing that day in a, in a scrimmage. Uh, okay. That will be the AGM for, uh, for 2022. Uh we're going to have we're going to be talking up the new year, talking up the the committees that we're going to try to get started back up again after you know it was a great idea that we had and then then COVID came and we didn't really get to do it so we're going to try to get those kind of back in full force this year. Have some elections, have uh, have a couple couple beverages and catch up with uh, everyone you haven't seen in a while. And then uh, the other thing we're looking at this year, this is something that uh, El Presidente Josh has been pushing for for a while now. Uh, All Hounds Eve, uh, some sort of of party or get-together the night before the home opener. Uh, We're going to really try to make this happen this year. Uh, Starina, what are your thoughts thoughts on on a party night the night before a a seven-hour tailgate? I'm all for it, but unfortunately, I'll be on vacation. I will be missing the home opener and All Hounds Eve. As sad as that is, I'm really bummed that I will be missing it. But I am all for it. I think it's great. Logan, you're 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 still fairly young on the on the Steel Army scale. Are you ready for a night of drinking uh, as a lead up to a day of drinking? I, I there's not one more thing that I despise more than drinking beer with you guys. So I don't think <laughs> I would ever. But no, I think I can make it. Uh, excited. I think it's like Christmas Eve, right? It's tough to sleep uh, whenever it's, it's your it's the home opener. So I think kind of taking that enthusiasm, everybody gets to, to hang out the night before and uh, probably be Bulldogs. Um, I think that is our unofficial, official, unofficial spot of the Steel Army by now. Yeah, um, I'm so, most likely going to be Bulldog, but uh, wait for the official announcement. So, but that'd be... Get to see some people we haven't seen in a while and uh, get some of that, that hype out. And, you know, you, you go home, you know, go to bed, and you wake up and you're, you're right back at it after you had your primer uh, the night before. So, And, that's the, and that'll, be the, that'll be the weekend before the season opener, which means everyone's probably going to begin getting together for a watch party. Uh, so it's going to be, like, first watch party on a Saturday at Bulldog. Go to work. Friday, All Hounds Eve. And then... Uh, uh, brunch at the West West parking lot at noon the next Saturday for the home opener. I mean, that's a solid, that's a solid eight days there. Minus the working part. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Uh, I think it will be, a. this is actually my first year because of how the, the schedule worked out the past couple of years that I'll have to do like a, I mean, fingers crossed it won't actually happen, but I'll have to do like a cold weather like season opener. Um, I know there's people that, that spin the, the old wives tales of, of I, I went to Harrisburg and the snow. Um, but this will be my, my first, uh, my first home opener with in March. Right. And, uh, 20, I wasn't around for 2018, 2019. We played on the road the first like four or five weeks and then 2020 happened. And then 2021, they pushed the season back. So this is my first, uh, <laughs> this is my first, uh, go around at a March with a March 19th, March 19th, uh, home opener but i'm excited i hope it snows i hope we get some cold weather stock it'll be fun be one of the first i've seen so. yeah i'm gonna break the yellow ball oh orange ball is that what you're calling for orange orange ball season yeah i like it let's do it uh, as long as it's not like not miserably cold just cold enough to snow a little bit um not to impair driving and not to be too cold that you're miserable but i'll take you know picturesque snow yeah, that would be nice. And it's going to be guys will enjoy it. rain. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's just how it's probably going to work out. 
Um, but we've done that before, right? So uh, just a couple of, you know, a couple extra beers with an insulator. Everybody will have a good time. So the other thing to, to catch up on from last week is we were, Vesty and I were going back and forth about a potential bus to Detroit for that would be the third week of the season, the, the Saturday the 26th. Uh, the bus, prohibitively expensive, so it's the bus is out, sadly. Uh, we were really hoping to make that happen, and I'm still hoping that the bus is not a permanently dead thing, and there will be the away trip that we can make it happen sometime in the future. But no bus for the 26th, so now it is it is rallying the troops for the 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 like the the quasi caravan up to Michigan for for the 26th. Uh, I know I'm planning on being there. Starina, I know you're planning to make a whole weekend out of it. Logan, you're in, right? Potentially. Yeah, me and Logan are potentially making a weekend out of it. Oh, you got, that's right. You both yeah. are in it. Yeah, we'll, we'll be up. I'm not sure if I'm make a weekend out of it. Uh, but I, I I was planning on staying overnight when it was a 7 o'clock game, if it ever was a 7 o'clock game. In my head it was. Um, but it's 4 o'clock, right? 4, 4 o'clock is the, uh, the announced kickoff. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, maybe if I can find a DD, we just head back home the same night. Uh, I live by the rule of trying to spend the least amount of time in, uh, is it Hammernick? Uh, I guess what it's called, Detroit, Michigan. Um, so uh, I probably will end up staying the night, but uh, I'm currently taking interviews for anybody that would like to drive my Volkswagen Jetta to Detroit, with preferably me in it. Um, but if you, uh, if you don't want to drink and want to go to Detroit um, and you're kind of responsible, uh, feel free to hit me up, and we'll do uh, we'll do open interviews to see who wants to drive my car to Detroit. We can make like a whole thing. Maybe we can do like a, like a mini podcast spinoff, like like Road to Detroit or something. Yeah. So <laughs> it, the other thing we'll put in the show 30. notes is a uh, we're we're putting together a bit of a, a sign up sheet for for anyone Steel Army, not Steel Army, who's going up to Detroit. The plan right now is we're going to meet at a bar that's kind of uh, a short walk from the stadium. Hopefully, we can we can basically take over that bar for a couple hours. We'll get the Steel Army to. Buy some couple pizzas or some appetizers or something, and kind of you know, get everyone a good base for a for a day of drinking, and then we'll do a kind of an impromptu march down to the stadium. And the bar we're kind of looking at now is the opposite direction from where uh, the Northern Guard supporters march from. So we might have like, you know, if it gets timed right or gets timed wrong, depending on your perspective, we might have like competing. You know, sharks March and jacks, off. like yeah, the jets and the sharks, like walking into the stadium and breaking out into a dance fight, maybe. Uh, that'd be kind of like that Hartford thing that happened last year. That was weird. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I don't know. Shout out to Hartford, man. That was still pretty crazy. I give him credit for that. Yeah, I, I've I mean, never been like quasi attacked by like an entire supporters group. That was pretty awesome, though. Looking back on it, uh, hella nerdy, really nerdy. <laughs> if you were like an outside viewer, but. Uh, if you were in the soccer supporter culture, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was a good time. So it might be that uh, probably with less dancing, may probably a lot more language involved <laughs> this time. But that's the the possibility. So yeah, if you're if you're looking to go to Detroit, we're gonna have a sign up sheet. So we basically have an idea of how many people are gonna actually be at the bar, who's looking for uh, a car, who's looking to carpool, who's looking to drive. Same thing, who's getting a hotel, who's looking to crash at someone else's room so you can split the cost. I know Vesty and I are planning on spending the night. Um, so we're going to make a full day out of it, pre-game, post-game, and all that good stuff. Uh, so yeah, if, if you have not considered an away trip yet, this is a perfect opportunity to experience that first away day. Uh, I would say there's nothing, away days are a totally different experience, so if you haven't had it, you need, this is a, about as good of a chance as you're going to get, because it's, it's going to be a great atmosphere, it's only a couple hours away. It's not a two-team. Uh, if you really want to get into it, this is going to be the perfect away day. So I would encourage everyone, if you are free that weekend of the 26th, possibly also the 27th, depending on how you like to how you like to do your weekends, uh, get on that. Get on that away day. And uh, again, we'll have that sign-up sheet in the in the show notes. Or again, you'll probably see conversations about it on uh, on Discord. If you're if you're listening to this, you're you know you're new to the army, or like you said, you never did an away day. Uh, my first away day away day was with Shoes and Jordan before I really knew knew them or had a, a relationship with them. Uh, we did overnight to Harrisburg, um, like one of like the top ten nights of my life. So uh, that's basically got me here. So 
you know, if you're, you're kind of on the fence, like, oh, I don't really know anybody. I don't really know if I can get a ride. Um, just let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely help you with the, the planning and, and help you find a ride out there. Uh, like you said, we're trying to do some sort of like caravan, uh, you know, carpooling type of thing to get out there. So, uh, you know, if you're on the fence about it, uh, let us talk you into it. So <laughs> I guess that's the precipice of what I'm saying. Storino, any, any away day thoughts you'd like to, to share to, to hook anyone else into going? I mean, just like Logan said, my first away day with the Steel Army was Philly Union 2 or Bethlehem Steel, whatever they were called for that crossover year of playing in Philly. But uh, I had a blast. I mean, that was probably only my second or third interaction with really anybody from the Steel Army, and I fell in love with it immediately. And, I mean, that's what kept bringing me back to Nice. So there's there's your hard sell, there's your, your your soft sell for everyone else out there. Do you like having a good time? Do you like interacting with other people? Do you like going to a place where you are in the minority and you are there to be the heel, you're there to be the foil, you're there to be a jerk and ruin other people's times? Away trips are the perfect opportunity for you. So you need to get there and get on that. Uh, with that said, I guess we could pretty much wrap it up. We're getting close to the hour mark here. Uh, so let's let's take this bad boy home with uh, what did we learn today? Uh, Steve, any thoughts? What did we learn? What did you learn in the past hour or the this past week? Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, as this being my first time in a podcast, I enjoyed it. Um, first time ever on a mic talking for a pod. I don't know that that's something I learned, but I, I, I had fun. <laughs> it's not really something I learned. It's just more of a statement, but uh this was a good time, man. Logan, what'd you learn? Uh, I learn every day. I'm not very smart, um, but I'll, I'll take this this little this my uh, my 30 seconds that you a lot of me here to to get on my soapbox. I would actually double down for Detroit. Um, I'm feeling good tonight. If you come to Detroit and it's your first ever away trip and you are a paying member of the Steel Army, I will buy you your first drink inside Detroit Stadium. So. This will be a good test if you have to go listen to this podcast. But I'll uh, I'll make good of my all for you. That, that, first, that, that's out. Yeah, that's that's out out there for anybody that wants it. First, if it's your first away trip and you're with the Stew Army, you're buying them their first beer in the stadium. Yes, or at the bar. I mean, first drink, whatever you okay. want. But I'll buy your first beer for you. There it is. Look at these second podcast in, and now uh, this podcast by way of Logan is is buying beers. Uh, look at that. Look at, we didn't even know we had a budget. All right, now this is something we we actually can like over under, over under four and a half beers that Logan's gonna have to buy. Steve, Ooh, four and a half's a good number. I'm gonna go. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna just take the over just because I want people to take them up on it. I'm gonna go over. Logan, what 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 number did you have in the back of your head when you said this? How many how many beers do you think you were committing yourself to? Does this include the amount of beer I will drink at No, no, Detroit? no, no, no. How many beers? Yes, you're buying for the people. By I, way, I will just offer. say the amount of beers on my credit card that night will be 20, and I won't, won't split them between what I'm buying and what I'm drinking. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I will say what I learned this week is that Kenny Forbes helped recruit Dane Kelly to Pittsburgh, and that's, I think, kind of a big deal. I thought Dane Kelly was a, was, a straight, uh, was a straight, you know, biggest, biggest check that anyone could write. But maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe he came here legitimately because he wanted to want to have a shot to win, which he wasn't going to do with the Charlotte Independence, especially not now they're in, in League One. But I thought that was that was different. That was interesting. I guess now that it's been said, it shouldn't be that surprising. But when I first read it, it was surprising. And that's what I've learned today. And I kind of liked it. <laughs> how, about, how about a question for – granted, I don't know that I'll be on next week or not, but it can still be answered. So – Yo, since you'll be the consistent, what Hounds news are we going to get between now and next time you record? Is it going to be a new player we signed, just something club-related, or is it going to be an ex-player signing somewhere else that everybody's going to be up in arms about and or just sad to see him go? Okay. One, we'll, we'll, we'll have an Open Cup opponent, which might mean we have another away trip, those crazy midweek away trips, or preferably a a home open cup match, which has been years since we've had that. 
So I'm excited about that, and we will definitely have that. In terms of more Hounds news, I think we will at least have one keeper signed in the next seven days. Ooh, okay. I like that. I would not be shocked if there's someone else who signed. I'm not going to say it's going to be a second keeper, but I think there's going to be at least one keeper. There will be another player signed. I'm going to assume another midfielder. Although now with, with Armstrong gone, there's now a probably another a look at getting someone else on defense signed. So I'll go at least one, probably two, two new signings. And I think on the download, we're going to have a date for the season ticket holder slash Steel Army slash kit reveal party that will be taking place at the new uh, Montour Junction complex. That's okay. my prediction. That's a that's a very bold prediction, but uh, it's not that it bold. If, if it doesn't come true, then nothing <laughs> means nothing. It's not that bold. True. Fair. fair or at least enough, it's not that enough. weighty. Correct. Logan, what did you? Anything I said was off base there. Yeah, but if I get a prediction, Strino, do I get a prediction? Sure, sure. Uh, I believe his name is William E. Egg. Sorry, William, if I mispronounced your name. Um, the, the, the forward signing for the Hounds. I'm going to predict that he puts one in the back on Emma's there. Okay. If he dresses, I, uh, I think you're going to see him very hungry to, to prove he belongs out there. Uh, I'm very excited to watch him. I you know that that's a much more bolder, much more bold prediction than I had, and I hope you're correct. <laughs> well, if that's what's that, everyone, uh, if that's what we've learned, if that's what we had, then let's uh, let's take this bad boy home. Uh, we'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting for Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. FM. The Hound's theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorek. Email the show at steelarmypgh at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon. Thank you.